0: Welcome to the Growing for Success podcast powered by The Greenhouse, a diverse group of industry experts aligned to help you grow personally and professionally to the next stage. Let's grow. Hello and welcome back to the Growing for Success podcast. Thank you for joining us today on this episode. I'm Preston again joined by Patrick because uh, we are on the last episode of our 6 Working Genius series here. And Patrick, we talked a little bit about in the last episode. Actually, we talked a lot in the last episode about some of the finer details about 6 Working Genius with the strengths, the competencies, the weaknesses, the weaknesses the difference between the responsive side of it and disruptive side. So now that we've covered all of the details, all of the profiles, and a little bit of an overview of the Six Working Genius, I really want to dive into like how teams can effectively work the Six Working Genius into their organization, business, into whatever they want to work it as. So let's talk a little bit about what will it show you Taking this as a team, when you take the Six Working Genius Profile,
1: the first thing you're going to notice, you know, if you have your whole team take this assessment, whether it's your leadership team, your organization, project management team, maybe that you work on, whatever it may be, your division, department per se, uh, first thing you're going to notice is, and and we've seen this in multiple clients that have done this, is you're going to notice glaring gaps, strengths, or competencies that you don't have within your team, and it's going to immediately show, and, and clients have done this, they have literally started laughing, and sometimes it's not so good of a laugh where they go, oh my God, this is exactly why we can't either get something finished or this is why we struggle like hell to come up with ideas. Or this is why we never get everybody on board because we don't have a galvanizer. It's, it really, really reveals glaring weaknesses or gaps or cracks of where you don't have geniuses or where you don't have competencies within your team or organization.
0: Yeah, and like we talked in the last episodes, it's not about being really good in one of the areas and one being better than the other it's strictly about the availability for you to understand each individual in the team better this is a fantastic way for you to be able to do that and just simply kind of see and as you mentioned we've done these with many different clients that when they are seeing the results of the assessment you can almost see like the finger pointing stuff start happening like oh yeah that's you oh yeah that's you and Mm -hmm. like yeah you do that
1: Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because it kind of leads right into the other thing that it will show you as a team. And what it does is it kind of goes along the theme of like guilt or judgment is when we've had teams take this, what they really come to realize is they start looking at each other and they stop judging or feeling self guilt about kind of who they are or who they're not. And they just start looking at everybody else on their team and themselves and saying, Oh God, this makes so much sense. Like, this is where you excel and find fulfillment. This is where you find fulfillment in a different area. This is why I don't like doing those kinds of things and where I find fulfillment. And like so many other assessments and profilings, it just, you learn to appreciate each other so much more and you really start to see everybody for who they are and you just start to appreciate it. And once you can appreciate it, that's kind of like the acceptance and the first stage of, okay, if this is who we are and where we excel, now let's actually take it and let's figure out how to use it and how to implement it effectively and, and use it for to the fullest.
0: Yeah, and that's where exactly we're going to transition into now is like... How do you effectively take this profile once you know everyone's strengths, their competencies, their weaknesses, and how do you effectively implement it as a team? So let's break down into some of the areas that we could do that in. So the first one that we talked about a little bit before this was workflow. So how do you effectively kind of integrate this into a workflow?
1: As we've talked about, you know, previous episodes, I know Preston talked about episode uh, two or three episodes ago about how just the altitude analogy, you know, and I want to keep coming back to that because everyone we work, Work this assessment through, that is the biggest number one takeaway, and it becomes common language that they start using. Is just work should naturally flow from that W Wonder genius at 30,000 feet down to the ground or a thousand feet with that tenacity, you know, get it across the finish line type genius. And if you're not currently capitalizing on using your people and their geniuses and strengths, where where they lie within those altitudes, you really need to start looking at, hey, who are our top, you know, ideation people, those wonder and invention people put work and um, projects and things like that in front of those people first, because that's what they're really good at, or it's it's what they really love to do. So let them come up with the ideas and the brainstorms and, you know, some possible things that you could do. And then hand it over, you know, to your really good discernment person. Let them vet through the options because that's where they find fulfillment and they're probably good at it again. You know, then hand it over to your cheerleader, your galvanizer type genius. Let them figure out how to get everybody on board and excited about it and let them sell it, you know, within your team or organization because they probably know how to do that and they excel at that. And then finally, we wanna get it to that enablement person that says, how can I help? Because they're gonna start to formulate the plan for those tenacity people that are the hardcore doers of it. So if you haven't looked, you know, if you haven't taken this assessment, when you do take it, look at your people and lay them out by those altitudes down through the order, the W through the T, and think about, If we're attacking work or project, can we maximize by putting it in front of those people in that order? Because if you do, you're going to have way greater efficiency as you move through the project. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't exclude everybody else. If you have that luxury of having lots of people in your organization and you have people that are really good at each of these levels, yeah, you might be able to do that. But just capitalize on the geniuses that you have, the strengths that you have in those areas and work down through that altitude.
0: That's a fantastic just description of how a workflow can be very much tuned up when you're able to kind of work through the six working genius. Uh, What's one more thing that people can look at uh, in their
1: team, Patrick, to really make it more effective? Meeting structure. You know, actually, I'll give you two. Meeting structure would be one of them because number one, think about who you have leading your meetings. A wonder person leading your meeting, good luck. You're going to be in left field all day. A tenacity person leading your meeting is just going to want to get stuff done, and everyone else is going to get frustrated because they're going to try to get you to the finish line as fast as possible. A galvanizer is just going to go back and forth and, ha- and probably make a really fun meeting, but you probably won't get much done. So when you think of your meeting structure, be thinking about You know based on the project or the work we're trying to do what stage are we at and then get those people in the room for the meeting and don't bring in people at other stages so like if you're at very birth of an idea or you know considering how do we attack something don't put your tenacity and enablement people in the room because they're just going to want to say what do you want me to do with this like what are the next steps focus on the top half type geniuses and then vice versa too you know if we're starting to bring a concept or project all the way down to the ground. Don't put those top level people in there because what they're gonna do is they're gonna pull you way back up to the beginning at 30,000 feet and go, hold on, is this the right project? You know, Is this the right way we wanna attack it? And then your tenacity enablement people are gonna go, what are you talking about? We already decided all these things that this is what we're gonna do and now you wanna change direction. So it's gonna cause a lot of friction if you don't, if you don't attack it in the right order. And that kind of goes with the second thing I was going to mention is just building teams in general. A great team is going to have an array of all of these types of geniuses, all those strengths. So if you can build a team where you have a person that wonders their strength and another one where invention is their strength and another one where discernment is their strength and so on, you're going to have a really, really tight team that can really effectively work through that flow overall. That's fantastic to know. And... The next thing
0: that I want to talk about is a little bit of a transition from that. It's still part of the team stuff, but it's thinking more of like new team members, whether you're looking for new team members or you have current, the need for a team member down the line. What should people do once they have all these profiles? How should they enact possibly looking for future individuals going down the line?
1: Yeah, one thing we've found really beneficial with companies that they've really, really loved is when you're thinking about hiring somebody. And you're building out that seat per se you know the responsibilities the type of you know attributes we want in that person using the six types of working genius assessment is really really helpful because it's gonna identify the type of genius that you want for that seat so to give you an example you know say you're hiring a sales manager well don't just look for somebody that has managed sales or someone that has lots of experience there, you know, and they might be a culture fit and all that. That's awesome. But there's a huge difference between a tenacity type sales manager, that's a hardcore doer, versus a wonder or invention, like big idea type sales manager. And if, obviously, if you pick the wrong type of genius or profile for that seat, you are not going to get what you want out of that individual. So where we've really helped companies is helping them build out seats and saying, okay, well, what type of genius do you really want in that seat? Is it a doer? Is it a cheerleader? Is it a, somebody that's really good at discerning through things? Is it a really high-level thinker? And then making sure that you are hiring appropriately. And as you take people through the interview process, have them take this assessment so you can see if you're hiring that right type of genius that you're really looking for.
0: Yeah, that's one thing that uh, we did here at the Greenhouse, and it was a fantastic way to kind of uh, cut through a couple different ways of knowing how an individual works. You can kind of ask them, like, hey, does this match? with This is what the profile said. Do you think that matches you? And most of the time, they're always like, yeah, that actually explains me. It's kind of weird that you know that right off the bat. But um, any other notes that you want to make about uh, any new team members on a team?
1: Yeah, only other thing would be, you know, kind of not along the lines of hiring, but as you're moving somebody through your organization is kind of taking this assessment and thinking about growth trajectory. We kind of had an, an eye-opener with a company that we were working with. It was actually an engineering firm that we had everybody do this assessment. And what they found is no surprise is that like the whole organization was T and E's. They were all tenacity and enablement. And it it hit home with them when they realized like, no wonder we struggle to find like creative, high level thinking leaders because we have, we, we have all doers. And obviously that's kind of the nature of engineering is you have doers, you have analytical fact finders, which are usually TEs, no surprise, but it really got them thinking about, man, Growth trajectory-wise, if we're looking at moving people or hiring for somebody and we want to move them naturally or organically kind of up the ranks into maybe more of a management position or a design lead type position or something like that, we maybe don't want somebody that is a hardcore TE. Maybe we need an engineer that's more of a discernment or invention or wonder type personality or genius You know, yes, they're going to live in the world of TE and doing right away, but we know that growth trajectory wise down the road, they have that ability and they have that strength or that genius of, you know, higher altitude and they're going to be a much better fit down the road for probably a management or leadership type role.
0: And those are huge things to know, especially if you hire from within and it's an industry where you do have the same individuals that are kind of just churning through the whole organization. So it's a fantastic thing to know. Well, Patrick, I appreciate your time and the explanations through the six working genius in these last couple episodes. So thank you all for listening through this series. If you have any questions about the six working genius or you yourself are interested in knowing what your strengths, competencies, and weaknesses are, reach out to us at growingforsuccess.com or reach out to myself or Patrick through LinkedIn. In as well. Till next time, everyone, keep growing. Thank you for listening to the Growing for Success podcast powered by the greenhouse. Connect with us at growingforsuccess.com and subscribe to the podcast with new episodes every week. Let's grow.